This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Kamfu. Oh man, hey, I didn't see uh, any of you guys there because I was busy looking at pictures of my 350Z. Uh, what's going on? This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Uh, joined this week uh, by a man who needs no introduction. Why don't you introduce yourself, good sir? What's going on, everyone? It's uh, it's Robbie here. Uh, pleasure to be co-hosting with my main man, Ray. Yeah, so Looking Rob's going to chill with me uh, for the whole podcast today. Uh, we got post-game stuff to get through. We got a trade. Uh, well, a pretty big trade. Not a trade, but, you know, six players involved. So a pretty big trade. Uh, and we also got this weekend's games to tee up. We will look at all of that and more coming up on this week's episode of the SFHL Off-Ice Report. This week is brought to you by Chris Donato Services, the most desirable balls in the SFHL. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Richard Nixon fan. Looking to, uh, you know, fuck up Man Rockets right now. Thank you. Fuck you, dicks. Open your eyes, man. Chasing after children. I know this stuff leaks all the time. Anthony Wynn. Isn't available right now. That's the cool for the week. SFHL Off-Ice Report. Easy playing us in to the first segment of the SFHL Off Ice Report, joined by GM Rob Mella, who's going to be chilling with us this entire show. Uh, Rob, so the games from last weekend, uh, Book taking on Death Row and VTech playing against the Man Rockets in the late one. Let's start at the early game. Uh, did you manage to catch any of the book versus death row game yourself? I did. I did catch some significant parts. Uh, I noticed some good things from some good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be specific, I saw Eric uh, lighten the lamp. Nice Finally, to see. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were, we were just sitting there watching and saying, you know, uh, it's a bit of a surprise when you see good players not putting the points that they're used to, we're used to seeing them. And uh, we're happy for him. We're, we're glad he got the monkey off his back twice. And and Mitch, back at it again. Uh, I see another two goals on the score sheet. Not really a surprise. Uh, that seems to be the top line for Book at the moment. Yeah. No, Mitch definitely. I don't feel like Mitch was having like a bad season or anything. And I guess I could say the same about Eric as well. It's just that he's starting, like Mitch especially, is starting to really click now. Um, And, well, thank goodness he did because it didn't look like anybody else had clicked on book according to the score sheet anyway. I mean, I got to watch the game and there were, like the game was a lot closer than the 4-2 final would, would dictate. But um, it was a fairly tight game. But yeah, a lot of players on book hockey walking away uh, with donuts. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it before the game started, that this game um, was book trying to prove that they won their trade with death row and death row trying to prove that they won their trade with book. Who do you think came out on top of that? You know, take, put the score aside. You know, who do you think won that argument of it? It's, you know, you can try to justify winning a trade, losing a trade, but it's, you know, who won the game. It doesn't really matter who won the trade. I mean, it's, it's a long season. Sometimes you make deals and things don't materialize for weeks. Right. But, you know, if, you know, you're, 
you get the Romanizer Eisner moment, you know, in the finals, and it's you know that's uh, <laughs> all of a sudden you can that s- trade is a genius. <laughs> exactly right. So, and he might have not done anything for seven weeks prior to that, but that's the deal of the year when you see stuff like that happen. So. Without actually going into it, I'm fairly confident that he didn't do anything for the seven weeks prior. He was saving it all up. Uh, I mean, but you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, we joke about that, but it is like you need those players for those moments, right? Like they have to be there to to do that. Like it, it, you're absolutely right. That that deal looks uh, and makes Simon at least at that moment look like a genius because he brings them on. Um, yeah, so for death row, a couple of players coming back uh, that, that had missed a few games. Lewis Lai uh, getting back into the lineup. Uh, Thomas, who had missed a substantial amount of games. Uh, finally, he gets back in. Um, Will would not make the game uh, unfit to play, uh, as would Sophia as well for Book. Um, but otherwise, it was pretty much a full lineup for death row. Um, did you see anybody that stood out to you that uh, picked it up? For, for this particular game outside of Eric. I mean, Eric, yes, finally getting that monkey off his back, you know, finally getting people to stop talking about him, finally getting people to stop calling him Elvis and, and just go out and play and, and put up these points. Are, are we, did anybody else stand out to you who, who had a, a good game on the death row side? Yeah, if I were to pick one player, I'd probably uh, I'd pick Ryan Kearney, actually. I think he uh, he's all over the ice. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's got goose eggs on the score sheet, but, I mean, that's not to discount that he is a tough player to play against. Um, that's, uh, I think, you know, if if you ask Lewis, you know, he, he, he would admit that Kearney's a pretty big part of his team. A really, really big addition this year. It seems like Kearney every year is um, trying to rise to beat his expectations of uh, years prior. You know, not having such a great start in season one, uh, having a better go at season two. But this season, season three has been uh, the the year of the Kearney for sure. You know, he is um, he's really filling out that role of just shadowing. Uh, the top end players on the other team and making it really, really difficult to play against them. Very vocal guy in the locker room, very vocal guy in the chat as well. Um, let's flip it over to Book now. What, what did you see on Book's end? Uh, what, what wound up happening that they didn't end up walking away with the win in this one? I mean, it's it's a tough game. I see a couple penalty minutes from Mr. Curtis Ma. That's kind of an unusual stat, seeing him on the PIM side, not on the point side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we won't get too into it. I'm sure he's pissed about it. That guy loves scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a positive note, uh, when you when you talk about uh, positive things, or you know, the who won the deal, um, people can't avoid the Calvin effect. I mean. Yeah, He's on Mitch's line. That's where the two goals came from. He talked one last week. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say hate to say it. I really like the guy, but he's 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 killing it. He's uh, he's he's a factor at least on book. It's it's insane, you know. Like uh, we we talked about it when he got traded. He went, uh, you know, ultra quiet for the games that he was on with Death Row. Gets traded and plays one period and you know, points and, and goals, uh, all with book. It's, it's an absolutely insane thing. You touched on Curtis and I know we don't want to dwell too much on this because he, he'd be the first one to tell you that he didn't have a good game. I have heard through, uh, the grapevine, uh, that he's not happy with his play this entire season as a whole. He's not happy with the player that he's come out as, you know, he wants to be, um, 
the better player. And it was crazy because that made me think and made me go to look at what the stats were. And I was like, how, how bad can things possibly be? This guy has seven goals on the season. He is set, he's tied for second place in the goal race. And he's not happy with that. That is unreal. This guy's your typical Asian dad who, if, you ain't, if it ain't an A plus, it's not, it's, you're, if you ain't first, you're last. You know, if you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, the, yeah. he's the get mad at your kid for the A minus because you didn't get A plus is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Guy shoots for the, shoots for the stars and if he doesn't hit it, he's, uh, he gets a little disappointed. But, uh, I mean, we all know he can score. I think uh, it's a matter of time before we start seeing him pot it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. In, in it's not even a matter uh, of time. The guy has seven goals. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of confused what we're talking about, to be honest. <laughs> no, he for sure that like you know watching him get in the game situations. I can definitely tell it seems like he's struggling a little bit. This is his second season with the SFHL. Uh, only his second club that he's ever played with. Um, but he's just. I feel like he's having a little bit of trouble finding some consistent chemistry on that book hockey team. And it seems like every time we're talking about blockbuster trades we're always mentioning book so he's having a hard time with uh especially because he's not familiar with a whole ton of players on the team um uh, but yeah my memory's starting to come back with this trade uh correct me if i'm wrong way but justin tam he got a hat trick correct justin tam earlier in the year uh tam did get a hat trick earlier in the year that's right yep that and was and so did moonma moonma did get a hat trick as well that's right and, and then they both got traded yeah, that was that was part of this deal here, and they both didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, if I were well, to take one thing away from that trade, <laughs> is these two GMs completely ruined these two players. <laughs> They're absolutely buzzing, and now they are. Well, and sexy took a really big hit to the face. That's like even that's more right. It's really tough to see, actually. Yeah, I mean, Tamer he wound up getting a, an assist on the night, so he puts a point up. He's he's been a uh, average point per player or point per game player since his trade. Um, but yeah, real scary moment. He takes a uh, high stick from uh, goaltender Ray Havier uh, and uh, cut just below his eye. Um, to well, he's a few weeks short of uh, Halloween. Is dressing up as Nelly, uh, but that's pretty much how he looks right now. Um, he seems like he's going to be all right, though. Sorry, is that still handsome as hell, though? Still, I mean, and if that was Ray's goal, I mean, to take down the sexiest man in the SFHL, I would say that's a hard fail because he might have made him look hotter. I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, now he's right. got this like Asian Brad Pitt Fight Club thing going. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Chicks dig scars, man. It's totally true. It's totally true. All right. Well, (laughs) uh, before we move on to uh, the second game of the night where we actually do have uh, a lot of interview clips and stuff, uh, we'll get to that stuff. But very real quickly here, uh, Rob and I are chilling. It's uh, November 11th um, here in Canada. You know, we uh, celebrate, we recognize, uh, remembrance day. And, uh, I just wanted to take a moment, you know, I know we're well past the 11th hour, uh, but I just wanted to take a moment and just, uh, thank all the, uh, men and women in, uh, in, in uniform in, in our military and, and everybody that does a fantastic job of protecting our rights and freedoms as Canadians. Um, and I'd just like to take one quick moment just to have uh, one quick pause in recognition of all those that uh, we've lost uh, over the years that have fought for our freedoms.
thank you so much for uh, participating in that. Rob, thanks for uh, shutting up for the whole minute. Uh, that uh, one minute of, yeah, I know. Uh, that minute of silence was uh, brought to you by the uh, rig chat. Uh, we actually just jumped straight to them uh, to go for the silence. Anyway, we got to go to our second game of the night. Um, VTech, who's on an insane tear right now. Um, they, they go in and they, they, they play uh, against Man Rockets, who, ha- like, they're hungry. They're hungry for a win. I mean, Rob, dare I ask you for your take on this? Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, uh, I'm staring right at this one and five record, and uh, it sucks. I think uh, I don't think we're getting. I mean, we probably had one terrible game where we actually got crushed, and that was against VTech. But I don't think we're getting destroyed. I think I don't know. It's tough. You go, you you go into your room afterwards, and you know, spirits are still high. Guys are still friendly. Guys are still hanging out, having beers, which I guess is. What it's all about, but at the same time, I think uh, we really, really want to win. We change quite a bit. Chat's still buzzing. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's rough, but I think I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be patient. It's, uh, it's we still got a lot of season left to go. So, uh, and, and that's a good team that we played against. Obviously, they're they're top of the league. They haven't lost. Uh, it's not like we, uh, I don't know. We uh, we lost to a really good club. Uh, really good players on that side, and uh, yeah, it's the way she goes. Let's go to that still hopefully upbeat room and uh, take a listen to see what Nick McKinnon had to say uh, post-game. Let's get hot with Manny Alcantara. Fuck you, Jips. On the SFHL Off-Ice Report. SFHL reporter Manny Alcantara here. I'm with uh, Nick McKinnon from uh, Man Rockets. Nick, uh, what happened out there today? Uh, you know, that was a, that's a tough loss. We we battled back. A um, couple of mistakes in the end cost us, but this is probably one of the best-looking games we've had all year. So you guys kept it relatively close against the, the first-place team. What's got to give here for the next game coming up? Uh, to be honest with you, after this game, I don't think anything. We, we played really great structure. Uh, we played great defensively. We put the puck in the net, which we haven't done in the last five games. So if, I think if we, we take all the positives from this game, forget the negatives, we're going to go on a streak. What do you think about the, the lines that uh, Francis put together today? Is there something that needs to change, or are you, were you happy with your lineup today? I'm very happy with the lineup that we had today. We had a bunch of guys that were buzzing. It was spread out evenly. Uh, I think I think we should probably do our best to keep the lines together for next game as well and see if we can build the chemistry. Thanks, Nick. Good luck next game. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Rob, I'm going to just ask you flat out, Point blank, because we all heard that this was a rumor. You have to tell us: Did Francis put together your lineup for that game against VTech? Not this week. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was all that about then? Like, why? Why is everybody asking about Francis putting together uh, these lines? <laughs> everybody knows he's my Jonah Hill. He's the guy pulling the strings in the back, doing the spreadsheet work. I mean, I don't really like to do a whole lot. Uh, he's dialed in. He's telling me who we should make moves for. That's. It's not a rumor. It's not a secret. He's, uh, yeah, he's my guy. He's your guy. Uh, Nick brings up a good point where he is trying really hard to focus on the positives of the game. I know you mentioned them as well. You didn't feel like it was a shellacking. It was a beatdown of any kind. Um, 
but still it ends up in the loss column. Um, you know, what do you take away from uh, his post-game comments? Yeah, Nick's, uh, he's an energetic guy. He's, uh, this guy writes paragraphs every week about what we should do. He's, he wants to win. He's in there. I think uh, he's, I mean, we saw him come up as a leader last year with VTech, and he's, uh, he's, he's proven that he's a leader on our team too. Awesome. Uh, he mentions Francis a lot, uh, and, and we talk about him a lot. So why don't we toss to Francis in the locker room now? Let's hear what he had to say post-game. SFHL reporter Manny Alcantara, I'm here with Frankie the Tanky, uh, the on-ice AGM for Man Rockets. How are you doing, Frankie? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm exhausted, but good. So, you guys played a really tough game there, really close against the number one team. What are you thinking you, you should do to, uh, you know, take you guys over the top for the next game? You know, honestly, we played really good as a team. We went, we went out, we went out fast. We had them, you know what I mean? We get, we, they capitalized on a few mistakes. We couldn't capitalize on their mistakes, but we were with them. You know what I mean? Like, then, as long as we play like this, through our, you know, after our bye week, we're going to have two weeks off after, you know what I mean? As long as we get through it, next, next game, expect to win. Whoever we play, they're going down. Very confident words there from Frankie. What needs to change here? Are we going to tweak the lines? Are we looking at potential trades to improve uh, the team here? What are you thinking needs to change for the Man Rockets? Honestly, like I said, like you know, everybody went out and put left their heart on the ice. As you can see at the end there, Rusty, right? He left his fucking heart out there. That last chance he had, I don't blame him. Either. I don't blame how he got mad, man. I don't blame him. He should have been mad. But uh, we all should have been mad. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. This this ref is who he is for a reason. And, you know, I don't know what to say, man. That's, that, this, we had a momentum, and we fucked us up. So, yeah, Rusty was quite emotional there at the end of the game. Uh, you could definitely see that. Um, did you see Dre's um, shootout, or so penalty shot goal? And what, what do you think about his penalty shot goal there? Dude, right when, right when he put it in the center ice, I knew we had a goal. I, we can always count on Dre. You know what I mean? I didn't even need to look. I, even though I saw it, it was a beauty. It was a goal, man. I already knew. Any uh, parting comments here uh, for for Frankie? Any anything that's on your mind that you want to get off your mind? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't think of it. I can't. I can't think. I can't. I can't get anything, man. I tried, to, I tried to get something for you, but I can't get it. All good. Thank you very much, Frankie. Good luck. Uh, well, have a good break, and we'll see you guys on the ice in a couple weeks. Thanks, man. Couple of things from that clip that I want to touch on with you, Rob. Uh, first off, um, Francis mentions uh, Rusty. He was fired up. He was flaming red hot. Um, this guy is a bona fide winner. He, you know, takes season two off of the SFHL, but he's he's a competitor. He he. He likes to play the game and he doesn't like to lose it. He leaves the ice in a very, very angry form. Um, 
I don't want to say like he wasn't mad. He was just really passionate. You know, um, what what happened there for anybody who didn't see it? Let us know. What did, what, what did you see? Yeah, I think uh, what what happened in that state was uh, there was a situation where I think Ru- uh, Rusty drew a penalty, didn't get called. He reacted. He he went out, slashed somebody. We get the retaliation penalty. And this is all kind of coming as we're trying to claw back and, and, and gain some momentum and get back in the game. He knows. He's, uh, I mean, uh, uh, he'll, he can defend himself, but uh, he knows it was the wrong play to go retaliate and, and slash someone. I don't even, he even admits, he's like, I think I got the wrong guy when, <laughs> when, I, when I went out and did it. But uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not mad at the ref. He's not mad at the guys in the other team. He's, he's, he admitted to me he's more pissed at himself for putting us on, uh, putting us on a PK when we're trying to claw back. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, he's a winner. He he takes the shit seriously, and uh, he feels bad. Uh, we don't hate him for it. He's uh, he's a big part of our club. Yeah, no, and he hasn't had the easiest of transitions to get back into SFHL speed. I mean, I know everybody's struggling with it right now with the you know COVID pandemic and everything, and how everybody's ice is a little bit different than it used to be, and. Game day routines have changed quite a bit. Uh, I highly expect that Rusty's going to rebound and, and come back, and he'll, he'll put up the Rusty numbers that we're quite used to seeing. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, yeah, because you touched on it there, just the, the refing and stuff. I mean, everybody wants to talk about it. I don't really know what to say about it. Um, I don't feel like your game was mishandled in any way but um you know a lot of guys in their post-game comments not just to this game but to other games they they all point to the guy in the stripes yeah i mean people are pissed about it uh it's not something that that i'm gonna hide uh you know he's a new guy everyone's kind of used to a rhythm and whether that rhythm is me or Anthony not calling stuff that's that's still a rhythm right so mm-hmm. uh, someone coming in new trying to make a statement trying to make a change uh, yeah it's it's different and uh, guys don't like it but he's uh, at the end of the day we didn't lose because of him so I'm not mm-hmm. going to throw it all on the ref but uh, yeah I, I know it's a subject I <laughs> I hear a lot about it so yeah and, and I do too and I always get constantly asked um, you know it's funny because uh, you, you talk about how you guys were so close to calling your way back into that game. I believe you guys were down by a single goal. You guys had just scored to come within one. And do you know the play that I'm going to ask you about? It involves Kabarov. I actually was sucking wind on the bench lying down, and I looked up, and Cabo had his hands up, and I was like, thank God. So you go into it. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, you guys are down by one goal. You guys just scored the goal. Cabo stay, Cabo's line stays on. Uh, you guys get a face-off win. I think this is with like three shocker. or four minutes left. And you guys get this face-off win. You guys get it deep into the zone. And I don't know if it was a miscommunication. Oh, no, it was uh, Thomas Ma muffins uh a clearing attempt or a pass and it lands straight onto cab stick right in the slot that's a the game is on his stick he could tie the game with that single shot and it didn't take does not take he misses the net completely uh, i got- do remember this play <laughs> cabo was was pretty rattled about it i mean it was tough because he's coming back and i'm like hey man good goal and he's like yeah but i Fuck that last one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, that's yeah. uh, we we've talked about it. We haven't got 
uh, not to sound like Dickie Carboneau, but uh, we got a, we haven't got a lot of good bounces here, <laughs> and that's uh, that's one of those ones we would have liked to had. Oh man, that's just brutal. It was there. It was right there. Um, let's go back to the locker room now. Let's uh, check in with uh, post game comments from uh, Andre. SFHL reporter Manny Alcantara. I'm here with. Andre Donato. Andre, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Tough loss tonight. Um, you, got, you guys played a really tough game against the first place team. How do you feel about the team effort overall? Oh, man, can't complain about the effort tonight. We played our hearts out, and man, we're playing against the best team in the league. I'm happy about this team. So you had the opportunity to shoot on a shootout. I don't think we've seen many of those in the league altogether. Um, what were you thinking about during that shootout goal? That's Dan Kavroff calling it a penalty shot. Um, you know what? This ref had made some suspect calls tonight, and that was one of them. I got a, we benefited from it, and uh, I don't know. We've seen Vinny. Vinny was here for the first four games of the year and maybe had the book on him. So what was your move on that goal there? What were you thinking when you went for that shot? I shoot at the net. Yeah. Just get it on net. Just get it on net. Easy. Uh, I know Vinny, uh, if he gets a shot directly on him, he's going to let it go. So what's the strategy going forward for the next game here? To Are you guys going to shake it up? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, tug on our nuts a little bit and try again next game. We have a bye week. Everybody recoup and then try again next 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 week. All right, Andre, thanks for that. Enjoy the bye week. We'll see you next time. Thanks, man. I don't think I know Andre all that well, but, uh, I mean, maybe you do better than I do. Um, did that to you sound like a guy who was uh, trying to suppress uh, a little bit of frustration? Hey, man, I'll be honest. We're a bunch of happy losers, so we're <laughs> losing big time right now, and we're just looking for any stroke of positivity, and uh, I think that's what that is. So, yeah, he didn't sound too disappointed considering we lost. So mm -hmm. This is getting really sad, Ray. I'm just like, I'm looking at this lineup, and I'm like, how many more Man Rocket interviews do we got to go through here? <laughs> we got it's one more. Different when I, it's different when I'm in my car and I'm listening to how much we suck, but now I'm just <laughs> telling everybody how much we sad. suck. Okay, we got one more interview to go to. Let's go to Gideon. That's official reporter Manny Alcantara. I'm here with the goalie of Man Rockets, Gideon Leung. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing great, thank you. Um, very close game there. You guys lost, you know, a nail biter. What do you think you guys have to do next game to uh, take you over the top there? You know what? Uh, we played. Uh, we played like uh, the first place uh, team tonight, right? Yes. I think the way we performed, I think uh, we did really well. Um, as for uh, what we need to work on, I think just. Uh, I think because a lot of people, a lot of, we had a lot of injured people. I, if I guess, if I come since I came back, so ever since people are coming back, I think we just need to work on our chemistry. But other than that, I think we're doing phenomenal here. Um, this team's a great team. Rob is making a really great team here, and uh, yeah, I'll suck his dick. Yeah. So you made an incredible save point blank there on 
Sumo Wong. Uh, just take us through that play. Well, I saw, uh, I think it was 3 1, 3 on 1 or 2 on 1. Did you see or no? I believe, yeah, it was some sort of breakaway there. Yeah, so I saw I saw Simon in the slot, so I was kind of just watching him, but, you know, I had my defense guy, but uh, I guess the pass went through the defenseman, so all I can see was just cover the net as much as I can and, uh, you know, get the puck and uh, make sure I show Simon that I got the puck. So. <laughs> it was a great save there. Yeah. Um, so going into the break here, what do you think your team needs to do to improve? Um, you know what, I think uh, what, what Thomas said before on the other team for VTech uh, in his last interview is uh, we, they communicate a lot back when I was with them. Um, I think with us here, I think we still we need to be loud, talk a lot, you know. Uh, but other than that, I just think we just... Uh, yeah, just keep playing we're playing. I think we'll get our chemistry going, and uh, yeah, I think we'll be uh, on top there pretty soon. That was getting really young. Thank you very much. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I love that team. God. <laughs> and shout out to Tito Manny for banking, like, geez, like 10 interviews. That guy was buzzing, too. He was... Yeah. Uh, he had a, quite a few beers coming into the room. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird game for everybody that was off the ice, for sure. It was. It definitely had like a playoff type atmosphere to it. I don't know if there was just more guys or what, but like we, uh, it, it looked like a party from when I was on the ice. <laughs> I would look up and I'm like, this looks like a good time. I'm glad everyone's getting out, staying safe. Wearing your mask, sitting far apart, and uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's good to see everybody uh, every week. And uh, <laughs> when you're game two, and the and the crowds are full, <laughs> as much as full can be, it's yeah. uh, it's a vibe for the players on the ice, man. We we were uh, we were feeling a lot of emotion every time there were goals and 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 whatnot. So, oh man, it was it was awesome to watch. It was actually like a really good game. You know, like like I said earlier, the score wasn't indicative of how close it actually was. You know. Uh, the man rockets did a really, really good job of staying in the game. And there was, there were moments where it looked like the, the game was going to come back and, and we were going to be looking at a potential shootout. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of positives for the man rockets to take out of this game, but the, the crowd was so into it this week. And, uh, yeah, I think you had a instance with the crowd, if I recall properly. Yeah, it was buzzing. They were uh, they were silent for like five seconds. Though. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> do you care to elaborate on the story for anybody who wasn't there? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I had, every time I touched a puck, I could just hear guys yelling. I couldn't understand what they were saying. I knew they were obviously trying to razz me, and uh, it, it was sheer luck. I I, uh, I potted one and uh, skated by the crowd, and you know, gave them a little shush. <laughs> And as I skated off to the bench and I saw some jaws drop and it was kind of the best feeling I've had all year, to be honest, uh, found out, found out later they were chanting Rodney's better. So I was even happier that they were, that this scenario happened again, pure luck. I'm not a goal scorer. That's never happening ever again. It was so perfect from like being one of the guys in the stands watching the game. That's, that's literally what happened is the chant started that Rodney's better. And as soon as it started, the goal goes in you skate back to the bench and put your finger up to your lips and shush the crowd. It was brilliant. Uh, it, we got to make a, a, a little vignette of it happened in the SFHL with that, <laughs> with that little moment there. Okay, 
enough of the downer party. Let's stop trying to Thank pick out Thank God. Some- oh, my God. And let's just focus on some positives. <laughs> VTech wins this game. They continue their tear. No losses for these guys. They are just in their championship form. Uh, let's hear from their locker room with RC Robles. He talked to Keith Mack, who played on his first team uh, ever that isn't book hockey. This is Keeping It Raw. It's just stupid. With RC Robles. It doesn't even make sense. On the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Hey everybody, I'm Big Poppy in the room with VTech right now. I'm with Keith Mack. Uh, so Keith, your first game with a new team, how are you feeling tonight? So this is how it feels like to win, huh? Okay, so it's your first win. Have you not won before? No, no, no. It just seems like this is like a common feeling in this group here, so uh, it's a welcoming change. That's great. I'm glad you're feeling good. Um, so first time traded, uh, how does that feel away from, was it book, right? Yes. Uh, no, no I, I, give, I give props to Javes. He gave me an opportunity, but uh, off the greener pastures now. So uh, fuck you, Javes. All right. Thanks for your time, Keith. Thanks. Well, you definitely know that he has spent time with Japes, if that's how he wants to sign off his first interview away from book. <laughs> yeah, it just every interview, when, you, when they close it like that, it's just like the reporter knows, like, it's like, you know, that's the, that's the end of the interview. It's, it's like done. an exclamation point. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, super happy for Keith Mack. Uh, I like seeing him as a forward. The guy is a very dangerous skater, scorer, and he proves it tonight. I believe he was playing on defense. Um, not that he's a bad defenseman, but uh, hey, he likes scoring goals, and he showed us that he can do it quite frequently if he wants to. Do you feel like, I mean, I know he was up for underrated last season. Do you think that there's an opportunity for him to be underrated for this season again with this trade and potentially move to a forward position? Yeah, underrated a, is a weird one. I mean, it's like... I don't know. Like it's 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 good guys that aren't really that loud, if if that makes sense. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Keith is. Uh, oh, if you, if you get nominated for it once, can you get nominated for it again? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like right. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one, but hey, he's he's a good player. If he's not getting that award, he's probably in the running for another one. So. Probably. Uh, happy for Keith that he's uh, getting to play uh, the position he wants to play on uh, a whole new team. He gets to actually get the SFHL experience. Um, and his team actually is, is winning now, too. So that's also another good experience for him, I guess. Uh, continuing our trend of talking about guys that are a little bit underrated, uh, RC was able to catch up with Steam Bun of VTech post-win. Here. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, it's Big Poppy. I'm here in the VTech room. Winners of five straight. I am with Steven Bud and Steven Lee. How you doing, Steven? How does it feel to be on a 5-0 and team? Fuck, feels awesome, man. Feels good to be winning, man. Now I know what it feels like. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. So, how did you feel your game went tonight? Uh, I think it went pretty good. A lot of opportunities. Just can't finish them, you know? But, uh, yeah, I feel like it's coming soon, you know? No, that's good. That's good. No, you looked really good out there. Um, you went up against the Man Rockets, who are now one in four. Um, how did you feel? How their team played tonight? Surprisingly, I thought they played there uh, going into the game. Look, they had a lot of big guys on the team, but uh, I think we did pretty well. Right. Any other thoughts? Nah, man. Good night, man. 
Thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. That's about the only guy I know of that signs off an interview with Goodnight. It really feels like he's tucking you in. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know? that, that guy's got big time energy, man. You can tell that guy fucks. Well, you know what's funny is uh, I think I've conducted probably three or four interviews now between the two seasons uh, that Steam Bun has been in. Uh, and every time I chat with him, he gets a little more animated and a little more animated and a little more animated. This is, this is the most fun I've ever heard him in an interview. Do, do you feel like maybe he's just coming into his own a little bit more? Yeah, perhaps he's going to be Steven Steam Fun. I don't know. <laughs> Steam Fun Lee. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, it's, it's good to see guys like this. I mean, uh, we all came in and, you know, even I was helping run this little thing and I only knew half the guys. It's, yeah. it's good to see guys get more talkative. Good to see guys get more comfortable. And uh, yeah, I like it. We go from a guy who we think might become one of the funnest people in the league to somebody who is almost a complete bore. Uh, let's hear what Simon had to say post-game of the VTech win. Hey, it's Big Papa here. I'm with uh, GM of VTech who are on a roll right now, Sumo Wong. Uh, Sumo, how does it feel to be 5-0? It's just another week for us, man. Easy peasy. So how did you feel playing against the Mad Rockets? Uh, what kind of challenges did you face tonight? Uh, not that many, man. I think I got two points that ties my career high. I was, uh, <laughs> but I'm not even a goal scorer, so it's, uh, yeah, no, So were you just, are you saying that Man Rockets were just kind of just there tonight? Man Rockets is a solid fucking team. I think it's, uh, I don't know what it is about them. They're just, they're just not clicking. I don't know what they're, but on paper, they got a sick team, man. I, maybe they're just, their, their morale is down right now or something, but I, I totally respect the fucking hell out of that team, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I'll take the wins. All right, congrats on the win, Simo. Thanks, brother. That is somebody that I do not want to get tucked in by. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the last voice you want to hear as you go to bed. That is for sure. Simon Wong, uh, general manager of VTech, uh, commenting post-win against Man Rockets. Uh, five games in a row, no losses on the season. His team is just rolling. But at some point, they're going to need to lose, right? Not just from like a salary standpoint, but just the laws of physics. What goes up must come down, right? Like, what do you see happening here, Rob? What does what your crystal ball tell you? It's 2020, man. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Nothing this year has been predictable. Uh, maybe they do go undefeated. Maybe it's the first time we see it. I don't know. That's... Uh, this guy's a, uh, he's a clear-cut winner, and uh, he makes all the rules so that he uh, somehow benefits after all of them at the end of this. So uh, this is the Sumo Hockey League, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see for sure. So uh, that wraps up our post-game coverage of the SFHL in, what was that, week six? Week six. I don't know. I don't even remember anymore what we're on. I think on. it's week eight. Eight? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Well, that how Actually, isn't on these things. The Halloween uh, uh, week uh, break didn't help us out much at all. So uh, either way, I think Rob's trying to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look up something that's super unimportant. Give us oh, a minute. Are you doing it? Oh, week no, seven. Thought, week seven. I was right. I told you. 
Did you say week six? Hey, let's I, not I, fight in front of the kids. Okay, let's not. Let's move on. Uh, let's let's actually uh, stop down for a sec. Let's pay some bills. Let's go uh, do a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we will talk quickly about the six-player trade that happened earlier this week. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Chris Donato. You might know me as, hey, you're not Andre. I provide mortgage services on a personal level. So personal that you might think we're dating. But my initials are KD, not K. Never mind. Mortgages can be confusing and boring, so let's talk Player of the Month. Every month this season in the SFHL, outstanding players in the league will be recognized for their outstanding play and will be given an outstanding prize. My balls! Each month, the winners will receive a pack of golf balls to do pretty much whatever they want. Hit them, drive them, get them wet, roll them in the sand, give them to your dog. The possibilities are really endless. It's my small way of saying thanks to the men and women playing a sport in a league I'll probably never play in. So remember, when it comes to your next mortgage, let me play with the numbers, and you can go play with my balls. Chris Donato Services, he's giving you his balls. My balls. The sandwich is back. For those who haven't tasted that crispy chicken on toasted brioche, it's like, mm, mm, mm. I'm experiencing some things right now. Look at you looking all special, but you won't really get it until you get it. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Morning, Billy, for high sticking. Speaking of high sticking, a lot of guys have issues getting their stick up in the first place. If you're one of those guys, don't be shy about it. Let us help you. Erecta, the SFHL official men's help product. You don't need to score all your goals unassisted. Sometimes you need a little assist. Sometimes you even need two assists. It's like Eric Ta, but without the space. Use promo code SHORT and SWEET to get 20% off your first purchase. Give you and your partner the support that's needed to get the job done. It takes dedication, skill, and training to score on the ice. However, all it takes is Erecta to score off the ice. Ask your pharmacist if Erecta is right for you. Side effects include nausea, diarrhea, lack of sleep, stiffness, pain, gout, blindness, allergic reactions to certain Korean foods, and increased interest in Korean pop music. Erecta. I'm Anthony Gigo. I'm the Chief Financial Officer for Automatica Technology Solutions. Well, that's all good and dandy, but what does it mean? Well, it means when you clicked on the link that says Hot Nudes of Armella, and it turns out that it was Rod instead of Rob... Ah! He can help get them off your computer. It means when you need help clearing your Google search history so it doesn't autofill to how to skate faster than Anthony Nguyen, he can help. It means that when you need help managing your cloud storage to ensure that those naked photos of Gid won't randomly appear on your picture slideshow during your child's fourth birthday, he can help. The internet is a scary place. Sort through the filth with Automatica. Sit on back, let me sing you a ditty about two country boys named Jovi and Vinny. Scott. Now these boys were more than just a couple of players. They did math like nerdy 12th graders. Jovi. When he takes a shot, nobody can stop it. He's the man to call in the event of an audit. Vinny. Two cups in two years, he's the man you can trust. He'll leave the tax man begging in the dust. Joey! Scott, LLP. Better than the rest. 
Meet VK. Hey. And meet Kevin Durr. Hey. These guys are here today because they're in Elite Company. What, really? That's right. These guys went all of last season without registering a single assist. The only two players in the league, I might add. Even Joanna got two. You brought me on for this? So while these boys can't register onto the score sheet, they can register their cars at Ellerslie Registry. They won't tell you you've got no hockey IQ. They won't tell you that your season was a complete bust. They won't suggest that you quit hockey altogether. But I'm still new. Even if you can't register anything on the ice, you can always register with Ellerslie Registry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Camfu. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And we are back. Thanks for joining us again here on the SFHL Off-Ice Report. I'm Ray Camfu, City Shotgun. Uh, to my left is GM Rob Mella, who is co-hosting on this week's episode Rob, did you happen to see the trade that went down this week? The one and only trade that went down this week. I did, I did. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting, pretty even, I'd say. I don't know if well, there's a clear winner, clear loser. Uh, yeah. Well, let's just, even before we get into the trade, am I wrong in thinking this? I expected there to be a lot of action this week. I really, really did. Uh, you know, the teams that are climbing the standings, uh, they continue to climb and, and they are on like a clear straight line path. It's not no dips, ups and downs and stuff. Um, and like their salaries are just increasing and, and these teams that are near the bottom that are struggling, um, you know, I would have thought that they would have been on the horn trying to make significant changes happen for their team. So what's not happening? Uh, th- this seems like it should be a perfect storm for, for big trade week. Yeah, I, I can see how uh, an outsider would view that, but uh, I guess being in the, being at the big table, as they call it, they uh, it, it's one of those weird weeks where, yeah, it's climbing, but where it, it's also the cap is still far away. So, I mean, there's pressure to make moves, but not that much pressure, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. uh, people are still kind of hanging on, you know, f- getting a feel of who's on their squad, who they want to keep, who you know, who they're going to build around. And uh, yeah, there's it's it's just one of those weird points in the season where, to the five of us, we don't really have to make a deal, mm-hmm. even though one happened. Well, and and this is the the only point that I'll push on it. Wouldn't it be better if you were one of those teams that are on the top to deal from a position of, I could survive another week, but maybe I'll give myself this room, or. You know, do you see what I mean? Like, you know, once you get to a point where you're so crunched that you absolutely have to take the next deal that comes on the table for one of your top end players, wouldn't you rather deal from a position of, I have the space and if you don't table something that's good enough for me, I know you want my player, I want the cap space, but you know, there's more um, bargaining room or am I wrong in that? Yeah, I think we're just between that point and the middle kind of thing. So that, that eventually is going to come. Uh, last year I found that, uh, we were kind of in our season one habits and we, we overtraded really, really early. And I'm not sure if you remember, but trade deadline was kind of weak in the sense Mm -hmm. that there wasn't a whole lot of activity because we traded so much. I think, you know, with our new, uh, valuations on points and, and cap, uh, 
it's going to be a little more spread out, I think. And uh, I'd expect to, you know, see a little less activity and then maybe a shitstorm uh, come trade deadline. So shitstorms are always fun to talk about. Never fun to watch. Um, speaking of never fun to watch, let's go dig into this trade. Uh, this trade is between book hockey and rigged um, book hockey would send over Jimmy Fung, Tony Nguyen and Kev Durr, the newly acquired Kev Durr, and I guess newly acquired Jimmy Fungo too. Uh, that those players go over to rigged uh, coming back the other way, Justin Tang, uh, the Roman golden boy Eisner and Wilson Lee uh, going to book. Um, you were saying it off the top. This is a pretty even trade. It's hard to pick a winner in this like dollar for dollar player for player. It seems like it's fairly even. Um, like if you had to choose somebody having an edge in this trade, who would you go with Rob? Uh, I could have a little slight edge to book. And I kind of mentioned this. Uh, I think Wilson Lee's a sneaky, good defenseman. Uh, he's a quiet guy. Not a lot of people know him, but uh, yeah, he's solid. And same with Justin Tang. Um, not too vocal, but man, the kid can wheel. Um, I have this feeling that uh, Jimmy was kind of getting shopped. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go on him. He was supposed to have surgery. Now he's not apparently, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just kind of <laughs> knowing how I know my buddy Japes, I, uh, I think he's trying to play a little bit of risk averse. But, uh, but again, Jimmy's a good player. If this guy plays all year long, he's going to score big goals for, for that rig team. Jimmy is having a uh, a phenomenal season, and yeah, the the rumors that swirl around uh, regarding his uh, potential surgery uh, are definitely something that hinders it because it always comes up in conversation. You always talk about Jimmy Fungo, but then the the surgery always comes up immediately after. Um, this is to me another trade that um, uh, Book Hockey acquires another dedicated defenseman. Um, and, and to me in that sense is, is where their biggest need is. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty honest about that. He, uh, he knows he's trying to make his back end stronger. And, uh, I think Wilson Lee is gonna, is gonna step up and, uh, make things a little easier for their squad. Kev Durr getting sent away after just, Kev Durr just has being not, acquired. Was not traded for two years and has been traded twice <laughs> in like three weeks. <laughs> so, I don't know what's going on there with uh, with my bud Kev Durr, but uh, I thought that was an interesting one. Is he getting tossed around in? As is he an addition to this? Is he a part of a package deal in this, or is he a key piece in this trade? Hundred percent, not a key. <laughs> uh, I believe from uh, what I heard, it wasn't in the conversation. It was uh, it was a Jimmy and Tony for t- uh, JT and Roman deal, and uh, and those two Wilson and Kev Durr kind of just got thrown in as a little salt and pepper at the on top of the meal. I don't know. It uh, kind of funny how that worked out, but uh, I don't think it circulated around my bud yeah. Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine it did. I, I want to give it to Kev Durr. I feel like he was, he was a key piece in this. Um, you know, so Anthony, uh, you know, he brings over some scoring. He brings over um, Tony, a versatile player that uh, has, for the most part, for book, have me, was tossed into the back end covering D. 
but he can play forward. I feel like he's probably more uh, efficient as a forward. And then uh, Kevder tossed in as the supersized fries at the end there. Um, nice. Are all know, the Nuyens on rig now? I believe so. I think that that was the joke. Is that I feel like this trade part part of this trade might have been made um, just for the joke. <laughs> just, just for the the sake of saying that all the new ones are on one team. So you're Maybe. telling me there's a Tony Nguyen can play on a line with an Anthony Nguyen and mm-hmm. an Anthony Guico. You could have the Tony 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 line. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can hand it to um, Anthony Nguyen uh, to be smart enough to put that together. No, definitely not. But I mean, I'll do it knowing that it exists now, the possibility. Maybe that's why I haven't won yet. Maybe that's why, yeah. yeah. Lines are put together based off of humor (laughs) and how how good the initials look together to spell dirty words. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, the one trade to talk about this week, I mean, I don't want to say any trade's big or or too big or too small. Um, This, to me, just came as a shock that it was the only thing that we saw uh, I expect to see a whole ton more coming up uh, if the trends continue. But um, no, pretty solid trade. Moves a couple of pretty key players. I, I just, Jimmy is the wild card. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay uh, out of surgery, uh, he'll be definitely the uh, the big key piece in this trade, I believe. I just think Jimmy's trying to get ready for golf season. And if he, I think that's a six-month injury and or six-month recovery. So... Hey, Jimmy, if you want to get golfing, you know, in the summertime, that's, you better be getting in that surgery now. So that's the way I see it. So I'm playing, uh, playing the risk averse card here. (laughs) All right. Well, either way, it just sounds like, uh, you know, you just try to screw over Anthony now. Just trying to take yeah, players sweating. off his roster. This, <laughs> this guy just, I like making the kids sweat. <laughs> awesome, man. Okay, so that wraps it all up for the uh, the trade. Uh, that wraps it up actually for this entire show. Uh, we got through as much as we could, uh, but we got to jet. We got to go. Uh, Rob, thanks so much for uh, chilling with me, man. And um, I really appreciate your, your insights on uh, the game and hanging out for an entire podcast. Yeah, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. I enjoyed the mental and emotional abuse of going through last week's game. But uh, hey, anything for you, buddy. Awesome, man. Thanks also to uh, Tito Manny and RC for grabbing clips out of the locker rooms. Uh, Thanks to uh, all the guys who participated in answering a lot of really dumb questions. And uh, thanks to you for uh, tuning in and listening. Uh, Remember, keep your filthy mitts sanitized. That's mitts with two T's. (laughs) And I will see you on the ice. (laughs) Later, gang.